You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Uh, Welcome to the last and final week of Money March. I hope that you have enjoyed this entire series. Um, I am kind of sad that it's ending, but I'm really excited to be going into the month of April as I will be bringing you all some really good content um, that I feel on my heart to share. And so, Enjoyed this episode of um, Money March. This is part five. I can't believe I did a whole series, like five parts. And this will be part two of the um, Q&A section that me and Danielle did. If you are interested in anything that she is doing, please take full advantage of it. She has a prayer journal, a budget planner, um, a membership course where you're able to actually get in front of her, ask her questions. So take full advantage of that opportunity as she's full of knowledge and wisdom as it relates to finances. So I will link all of her information below for you, as well as I look forward to talking to you all again in um, April. I hope you are doing well, even through this pandemic we're in. Just know you're being lifted up. And if you have any questions at all, please send them to me in an email at therapiesatchristian at gmail.com and join my email list as I have been doing so many amazing good things for my email list over the last couple of weeks. And I don't really post about it on Instagram because if you're on my email list, you get first dibs of everything that I do and even secret things that I do. So make sure you sign up for my email list and I love you all and I'll talk to you soon. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. So, um, so I think hit on some of the things as it relates to this. I want to switch gears a little bit into um, Q&A. So we got some questions um, that I wanted to answer and there were some just like general um, statements and so they weren't, some of them were questions, some of them were just kind of statements that probably just want opinion on. So this won't be, some of this might be related to coronavirus, but some of it may just be like context, contextual wise. So the first one is, 
perspective on tithing and being generous? Oh, um, I would say I'm going to reference um, Mike Todd, their last Sunday sermons. Did you, did you see that, that Sunday service? Yeah, but my mama sent it to me, girl. She was like, you need to watch this. It was good. Um, the last one that he just did, I do recommend, and anything that I do is um, tithing. Tithing is super duper important. It it gives us, I remember this one lady, she told me, she was like, yeah, sometimes tithing would help with your health. And mm-hmm. I was like, how did that, I was like, what? She was like, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. it really can help with your health and what you're doing because God can, God can use it. And so like, I, ever since she told me that, I view tithing in such a different way. It's not money that belongs to me. It belongs to God anyway. And yeah. so he allowed me to have the job. He allowed, he gave me the strength, the help to go to the job. So it's like, it's not my money. It's his yeah. money at the top. So for me, tithing is a must. And then when I don't tithe, I feel like for me, it's like, I feel like I'm really and truly doing a disservice to God and to myself, really to myself, because it's just like, you, you know, better, and you know, you need to do it or whatever. And so tithing is, is super duper important and actually being generous too, as well. Um, this past Sunday with Mike Todd message, he talked about, he was just like, yeah, it's good for you to tithe. It's good for you to give an offering. But he talked about this sacrificial offering. And he, he was like, that's what he want most people to live at with the whole sacrificial offering. And that hit home to me because um, it's, it was just like, I, I tithe, I give an offering, but the sacrificial offering is where I need more work in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think so, and I'll give my perspective on tithing. Tithing is super important to me as well. Um, and there have been times where when I was not going to church, there was like, a time where I want to say it was, I had went through some church hurt sis, just a long story short. Mm-hmm. And I was at a church for, I want to say about a year um, before I rejoined another church. And during that time I still tithe. And then the way that I did that, I would just save my money um, that I, I was separated and I would give it to people who were really struggling. So me and my mom, my mm-hmm. mom has not been in a church for a, a while, actually. She hasn't, hasn't been able to go to a church. Um, and so she would, there would be family members that would be struggling financially. And so I would give money to her to give to those family members. Uh, and that was my seed into that. But I do recommend, like, if you tithe and you are part of a church home, definitely do so because that brings, um, like God said, that brings meat into his house, which is basically the ability to give and do uh, what we can for the kingdom. And tithing mm-hmm. is not about us holding on. And when you said tithing is good for your health, what happens is we can become so selfish, we hoard. And so I think that because of that, it robs us of the ability to have compassion to give. Mm-hmm. And so when we don't give or we don't give that part of our money back to God, we hold back and we become selfish in our money thinking it's all about me. And there and it and it also goes back to them things when we were talking about the scarcity and lack mindset, meaning if I give this away, I won't have enough. But if you give it away, God will give you an abundance. He promises that. He says, put me to the test. 
and see if I will not open the windows of heaven. And so I think that that's the perspective we have to have where it's not about lack more so than it is about our heart posture in our giving to give so that we are supplying the church and the kingdom. And more than ever, especially now, I feel like that is where we where we can be and hold. And it, and it eradicates pride. Yeah. I think it eradicates the, the spirit of pride. Um, and I think being generous offers a ability. I, I know there are times where I was given money when I needed it. Like, yeah, it was very imp- like there have been times where people have blessed me with money in times where I needed it and they didn't know. But it isn't up for them to know. It's just like that was me. It also when you're generous, you allow God to be a blessing. You allow God to be a blessing to other people through you being generous. And so the sacrificial offering, I think, is it's a step of faith. But I also think that we have to remember that anytime we give money is money to me is a seed. And I think when we sow a seed into whatever, whatever that person does, I know people like it's, you know, I don't want to give because I don't know what they're going to do with it. It's not up to us. It's your heart posture. It's not us to decide what somebody does with whatever we give it's our heart posture to give because whether somebody does something because if we have that attitude then what if somebody really does something with it comes out years from later and say you fed me when I really needed it and you were in your mind so much about what they were going to do about it that you were never able to offer a feeling of a blessing to be for someone else and so we just have to get out of that selfish mindset of what we think is best and just be the hand of God in the earth but also oh no I'm just talking to you but also going back to the gener- the generous spirit it's a means of like I said planting a seed and God gives seed to the sower yeah well if you're not sowing how can he give you more seed that's where right this is so like if he gets seed to the sower and I, I gotta find that scripture I'm gonna look for it like when you're talking but if he gets seed to the sower if I'm not sowing how can I get more seed how can I have the expectation that God's gonna give me more if I'm not getting seed it's 2 Corinthians 9 and 10 it says now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. So it's basically saying God is the one who supplies the seed to the sower and the bread for food. And also, and he also is the one that supplies the increase to your increase, increase, and will enlarge our harvest in our righteousness. And so he's the one that provides the seed, period. So right. if he's the one who's giving you this money, it's up to us to be generous. And I do believe that we do have to rely on Holy Spirit on what to give, but giving is a part of God's nature. He He gave his son. That's mm-hmm. heart posture in general to us. Um, and so I think that that just kind of sets the tone in being mindful that he gives seed to the sower. So, so, so you can receive more seed. Cause it's like, it's kind of what Michael Ty said was he knows he can give to you because he knows he can trust you to give more. Like I can give you more because I trust you enough to know that you're not going to hoard this for yourself. Right. So true. Yeah. Um, And practically like, and I, there was another question was how do I foster the spirit of stewardship 
there was a, um, this is a very practical, very simple thing that you could do, not in a sense of just tithing, but you can practice this in a small way. Take $10 or take $20, go to the bank, cash it in fives or ones. I would say cash it in ones if you want to just start out small. And literally, if you're seeing those, that money is seed. This is a small way to build the spirit of stewardship because money is a transaction and I do believe being generous is an action. Go to, take some post-it notes. This is something I did a long time ago, girl. And I only did it once, but it was such a very like relieving thing to do. I took a couple, I think I had like $40 and I made it into fives, but you can do this with like 10 or $15 and turn it into ones. Um, get some post-it notes and write a scripture on there or write an encouraging encouraging message like you are worthy or you are enough or you are loved by God and go into the bathrooms of some uh, fast food restaurants and stick it on the mirror. Mm -hmm. Like leave it there. Um, Go into some of these gas stations and stick it on the mirror and leave it there or go to a park bench. I don't know if people really go to a park bench, but go into a fast food restaurant and stick it on the table and just leave it there and leave Uh, because somebody will find that and you have planted a seed into somebody's life who may or may not know Christ, but you've also in, in put a way of steward of fostering the spirit of stewardship. Um, or stewardship is completely different from generosity, but um, in this, in a sense, you're you're harvesting like that that means of being generous and giving in a way, and that's very small. Like giving doesn't have to be a hundred dollars; it can be, but you right. can give five dollars in ones to and just take it somewhere and stick it somewhere. Go into a thrift store and stick it on a dressing room mirror and just leave, because um, you never know who might get that. Pay for somebody's Starbucks that's behind you uh, right. when you go to Starbucks. Go to Chick-fil-A and pay for somebody's meal that's behind you in the drive-thru. That's a, that's a practical way of being generous. That's not always in a way of like I'm handing somebody some money. Right. I would say this. I would give an example. Um, It was years ago. And um, it was I was at this one job and I think I ended up getting a raise or whatever. And it was a razor. It was something, but it ended up being, um, it was extra. And so I was just like, you know what? Because like I had been seeing where, you know, like it was so many homeless people that was, um, on the side of the road. And like, I wanted to give, but I didn't necessarily have the money or it wasn't in my budget to give, but I know that I had wanted to. And I was just like, okay, God, like, I know I see these people and I know that we're supposed to, I know that I'm supposed to give my tithe. That's supposed to go to the church. I know I'm supposed to give an offering and stuff like that, but I wanted to give a little bit more to ex- to people outside of the church. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, okay, help me figure out how to do that. And so some kind of way I ended up getting, I don't know what it was. It was either a raise or whatever, but it ended up equaling out to $24 extra in my paycheck. So God, I was just like, you know what? Boom, I'm going to save this money and I'm going to use it to give to other people throughout so I end up I call it my liberal offering so I got my regular offering I got my also my um my ties in offering but I got an envelope that says liberal offering and so what I would do is I would take the $24 out of my check every two weeks when I was getting paid and I would put it in the liberal offering and whenever I'm 
um, led to give into whoever, I would just pull from the liberal offering and give. And so that right there in itself, when, when it fostered that years ago, it's still fostering to today. Mm. So that is an example of stewardship right there about how you're taking what you have and you're putting it to the side and you're giving. And so whenever I'm led to give to the people, whomever it may be, it could be somebody who have had a baby. I know the last time I gave um, my friend, she had a baby. And so I went up there and I gave to her and her family. Um, so whomever it is and whoever got placed one time and I just save it. And so one time I end up saving enough to where like I end up giving somebody a $250 gift card because God had placed it on my heart to bless that family and stuff like that. So it's just like that right there is an example of your whole stewardship about how $24 about how me seeing somebody on the side of the road and I'm like, God, I know I supposed to be able to give to people who are on the side of the road, but I just don't have it. So help me to figure out a way to get it or whatever. And he made it a way for the $24. And so I just put it, like I said, I put it to the side and I still do it to this day. Girl, that's so good. And it's years and years later. Years, like I mean, I started this bag. I was, I was a super. I was at choices. So this is about four or five years ago. I still do the same thing to this day. Like, and you know, the now the the money value it changes, but it's something that was that that started off as a small seed that has grown and just continues to go. And that right there, an example of stewardship. Yeah, and I think that that's like you said, you took something that you. Like and I and I don't know your financial situation, but sis, like, am I really missing twenty four dollars? Right. Am I really, really missing twenty four dollars? Like, I I remember when I got a raise and it was like forty bucks, and I was like super happy. But like, you're right. Like, am I really missing twenty four dollars? And like, that can be a seed that can already harvest. So in times where like, and not to say like this is this is, a, but this can be a perspective shift. In times where like things like this happen, like with the coronavirus, it's like, girl, I'm unbothered because like, I know God's going to take care of me. Just like I have given to people in the past. It's like, I know God will provide. He told me to test him and see because I've been giving. And not as a way of like manipulation, but just more so of a thing of like, my father is a giver. And I know that I'm a giver. So I'm going to continue to give and and so into his kingdom. And I know that it'll give, it'll come back. Right. And no matter what amount it is that you're giving, like it's still you giving. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's answer these questions really quickly. Um, This person asks, and I know I have a personal example of this, but I want, you can always definitely uh, chime in. Is it good to take out a personal loan to pay off credit card debt? Oh, it all depends. Like, it seriously all depends on you, the person, and how fat and what the credit card. Like your example of when we talked about, that would yeah. be the only example that I would recommend. Uh, yeah. whole, um, credit card thing and stuff like yeah. that. That would be the yeah. only way. Is if you're serious about it and it has great perks to you. Yeah. So I'll give my example. So I didn't do a personal loan. I did a uh, money transfer. So basically what that is, is where you have an existing credit card and you, um, 
open up another credit card and you transfer the money from that credit card to another one. I researched this though for like two weeks before I did it because really the biggest thing is you got to have good money habits before you do something like that. Because the interest rates on a credit card when you do a transfer, especially if it's a 0% um, interest rate, because what happened was I have a I had a JCPenney credit card. My interest rate was like 20 something percent. And so I think my payments were like 150 mm-hmm. or 170 something every month. But the interest was like $115, $110 every single month. So I was just really paying a payment on a credit card for the interest. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to pay this off without like it eating, it being my money being eaten up in interest. So that was when I had a discussion of um, I need to maybe take out either a transfer or whatnot. Now I do have a friend who did. Um, a personal loan through a credit union. She went to the credit union. They gave her the loan. They watched her literally take the loan money and pay the credit card off. And then she ended up paying them a monthly payment over a course of time with interest that was really, really, really low. So that could be an option. But for me, I was like, I don't want no interest because I want to knock this thing out. I want all my money to go towards the principal. But if your money habits are horrible, and you're somebody who is very frequently like swiping the credit card, I don't recommend doing this because if you're not serious about paying it off, you can see that, oh, I don't have any interest. I can, I cannot, I don't have to pay anything for a certain amount of time. You won't pay it. Yeah. And you'll end up getting to the end of that time frame where the time frame ends for the 0% interest. And you'll see that money will stack on it on top of it. So, I transferred money over to a credit card and literally it took me and my husband 10 months to pay that credit card off. We started probably number 11 months. We started probably in January at the top of the year in January of last year. We didn't pay it off till November. But when I say we were relentless, I was like, if I got to pay a thousand dollars this month to this credit card to get, and I won't say like how much, well, no, I'll say it. My credit card was like $5,000. And I literally was like, I got to pay this off because it wasn't being paid off when it was in JCPenney at all. And why I had a JCPenney MasterCard, I don't know, sis. Why? I still don't know, but I digress. And we were just, when I say we were relentless, and paying that credit card off because I was like, we're not going into the next year with interest. And so I definitely recommend it's your money habits because it's important for you to know that you cannot swipe that card. And really, like, even the card that I had for the 0% interest, I gave it to my husband. I was like, take this card. I don't want it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to see it. Only thing I want to lock into that account for is if I pay on it. And so, um, you just have to be relentless in paying for it. That's basically the the thing that I would say about paying off a credit card with a personal loan. You have to have a game plan in advance. Do not get it without having a game plan. Yeah. Have a plan in advance. Um, the process to get the card is not hard. I went with a Chase, a Chase zero percent APR. I just went on Chase.com and I looked at their stuff. They had zero percent APR, which is zero percent interest for a certain amount of months. I think it was like twelve months. Um, but after that, like I don't use that card. I only transferred. I didn't charge anything on that card. I just um used it to be able to transfer that money over. And uh, you can Google 
some things about money transfers for a credit card. But like I said, if your money habits are not good, I don't recommend it. But if you are going into it with a plan of like, this is what I'm going to pay, especially if you're doing the debt snowball, um, like we paid off our cars and then ended up tacking on that car payment to the money that we paid on the uh, credit card. So it was just automatically okay. and automatic. So we just used the debt snowball tech tactic. We knew that the interest rate was zero, but we wanted to pay our credit, our cars off. So we just tacked on the extra money to be able to pay off the credit card. So yeah, it worked out in the long run and it was a blessing because I wouldn't have been able to pay that credit card. And I'm glad that I paid it off, especially before now, because the, that payment was so high. Yeah. So um, two more questions. So thinking about um, side hustles, what would be some side hustles that would be a good recommendation, especially for people, uh, I can say some of the stuff I've done, but what are some of the things you have done side hustle-wise, Danielle? Ooh, let's see. Um, I would say the things that I've done really was um, I've done like community mental health where I went into the homes and um, worked with kids and stuff like that. I've also done um, my my side hustles have been feel related. So it's related to social work. I haven't okay. um, I haven't done anything outside of that. Um, so I've done the even though now I may go do something a little different. So I did the community mental health and I also used to work with, um, I used to work in, a, I used to go see elderly people in the home with um, Mama. And so um, I, I did that. I started off with the agency at first and that right there is what I did when I was trying to get my house. And so um, after I got my house, I stopped with the agency and then a year later, I ended up picking up the contract myself. So working with Humana, so seeing elderly people in the home and those are the two things that I've done. Like this is side hustle. It still has been related to my field though. I haven't done anything outside of the social work. Though. Got you. Got you. Got you. So I'll say some of the side hustles I've done. Um, I've sold things in my house. Um, putting things on Facebook marketplaces like a blessing sis. Mm-hmm. And when I had an eBay kit, girl, I was like selling stuff on eBay. I went to um our Salvation Army has like a Wednesday half off. I found some baseball cleats and I bought them for like $15 and then sold them online for like a hundred and something dollars. I was like, like whatever way we going to make some money, sis. <laughs> um, what else have I done? I have definitely looked at, um, looked at like buying clothes and reselling them. Um, but I, I definitely recommend if you already have clothes to do so, especially like the name brand clothes, you can take things to Plato's Closet, which yeah. is a uh, company that they'll, re- they'll rebuy your clothes. Um, you can, I did Uber. Um, that was one of the things I did. I didn't do Uber long just because I'm a female and I just don't really want a lot of people in my car. Um, I have, there's teaching online. So like some people do teaching on ESL. I haven't done that, but I've heard that that can be really helpful for other people. Um, things, some of the other things I have done have been like my journal. I sold my journal. Um, so that's been like a nice, a pretty good, like side hustle for me. Um, what are some other things I feel like I'm going blank? I know that there are a ton of YouTube videos, like 
when I say there are a ton of YouTube videos on side hustles and really just start with the, start with the one that literally is easy for you. So if Instacart or if, um, going grocery shopping for other people is easy for you, like do Instacart or do DoorDash or do, um, something that doesn't require you to have a lot of, uh, you don't have to have a lot of contact with people. You can just drop their food off to them. I know I had a friend who did that. I clean houses. That That's something I do on the side. I clean my mama's house every month. And then here and there I'll add on other people if I see fit, but my mom pays me to clean her house every month. Um, and that's just like a really nice side hustle for me. Um, if I ever just like say, I want to be able to make a little extra money and say, Hey, do you need to have your house clean? And some people are like, always down for that um what are some other things you could do I'm just trying to think off the top of my head but I know YouTube has a ton of different things um maybe and as far as like even cleaning the houses girl I literally just took some cleaning supplies and just went to somebody's house it wasn't like no fancy schmancy thing I just asked people I knew if you know a mom who just recently had a baby cook ask her do you want me to go to the grocery store and cook some meals for you do you want me to come clean your house do you want me to do anything for you pick come and pick up every other week for you around your house people will pay you fifty dollars here and there for that because they don't want to have to do it themselves um people pay for convenience so anything you can where you can um make it more convenient for them do it if you can wash their clothes and fold them, and then you can be like, I'll even put them up for you. Some people will, because a lot of people, they'll send for their clothes to get washed, but they won't put them up. Girl, and you'd be surprised, because even when I clean houses, people ask me, do I do clothes? And I'll be like, no. And I don't do clothes, I'm real particular about the way I like my clothes washed, but people literally like, will ask you, can you please wash my clothes and fold them? Yes, wash, fold them, and then be like, I'll even put them up if you tell me where to put them at. People, because you can wash them. I I can send my clothes off to be washed and fold, but they're going to be sitting in that bag (laughs) until, you know. So, like, yo, people pay for convenience. Don't let them, don't, don't think otherwise. They will pay for it. They will. And not only that, too, but people will pay, pay you. Yeah pay you for it like you will be surprised just how much like if somebody were from wash my clothes but my husband washes the clothes but even if somebody girl click list yes ma'am i'll pay you that little four dollars to go pick up my groceries from you from kroger so i don't have to go grocery shopping like that is a convenience and so i think and don't feel like too bougie to do something like that it ain't bougie for me when i'm like only spending it takes me about four hours to clean my mama's house and I get a little bit of a good amount of money to be able to do so. And that's extra money in my pocket that didn't take a lot for me to do. Right. So find something that's convenient, even if it's in your work, even if it's in your field, find something that you could do that could be of assistance to someone else. If you're like someone who has a master's degree, mentor and have someone teach, like you could even have somebody pay you 35 40 bucks to help them with their college application somebody will pay you for it your their resume no idea fact resume and then now you know if you can cook good the whole meal prepping thing girl 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 
and pay you good and pay you good because I know I didn't pay somebody for my meal prep. So that's how I'm able to say yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't she literally cooks so good, girl. I mean, oh my God, her food is so good. And so, yeah, I think that that's, and also referral links. Like if you are somebody that uses HelloFresh or things like that, mm-hmm. share their referral link because they give you free meals for doing so. We got to take advantage of some of these affiliate things too, because they're really, really lucrative if you need to utilize them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to take one more, I'm going to do one more question, Danielle, because I know we have talked for a little bit of time. Um, we can briefly hit on this question, but I really want to answer the entrepreneur question. Um, so what, uh, there's a girl that asks, thinking about a side hustle that involves my corporate job. I'm in healthcare administration. How do I monetize? Okay. With that situation, I would say open up a um, consultation business. Like whatever you're at, while you're at your corporate job and stuff like that, you done learned a whole bunch of stuff on their dime. They didn't taught you so much. They didn't did that. So now you're an expert. You're an expert in the healthcare communication field or whatever. So now you can actually go off and help smaller companies who are struggling trying to get to where they want to be or to where your company is at. So now, boom, you have a whole um, consulting business where you help smaller business get to a larger scale. I have I have a client that's um, she's really good with organizations and stuff like that. So I'm telling her now, like. That is a consulting business. Do you know how many businesses need help with organization? They need help with writing policy. They need help with procedures. They like all of this type of stuff that you do at your regular nine to five that you take for granted. Somebody who is starting off that don't have no business experience need that. And there you go. Boom. You have a whole consulting business that your nine to five then taught you how to do. Now you finna go and help somebody with a smaller business that will appreciate you. You, If I had somebody come in right now <laughs> to, to help me with policies and procedures in my private practice, I would pay for that because I'm an expert at being a therapist. I am not an expert as a business owner. So... Uh, <laughs> you better talk sis <laughs> oh, I'm about to scrape but I'm, I'm gonna be quiet if my client was not my client she would be my business consultant she would be the person that would come in and that would help with the organization that will create the policies because if she didn't did it for multi-million dollar businesses why can't she do it for herself and help the smaller person become a multi-million dollar business so, like, you are the expert. See what it is that you're doing for that job, how you can turn it into a business. Because trust me, somebody who is just not starting off, they are, they're going to need your help and they're going to need your support to help build it. Now you're in a business that you're building. You're building their business, but you're also building your own business. And trust, oh, business owners talk. They talk, they're going to refer you to somebody else because you're helping them thrive. You're making their life easy. And then the thing is, you're so good at it because you do it every day. It's not going to be a task. It's really not going to be a hard job for you. So you can implement something to them that's going to save them hours and hours that you only did in 30 minutes. And they give you so much praise to where you, they, you to change our business. 
So now you have finances, extra finances. Now you have somebody that appreciates you. Like it, it's going to be so helpful. Take your nine to five. You're the expert and go and find somebody else that's trying to do the same thing and help them build their business. And you're a consultant. That's your business. Mm. Mm. Hey Amen. I heard that. So in switching gears to a, the question that she asked after that, she said, my preteen has an entrepreneur spirit. How can I encourage that? Same way with the entrepreneur, the the kid, I would say, really sit down, see what the kid wants to do. Like always nurture a child that has an entrepreneurial spirit or whatever. I remember seeing TV Jakes and he said this, if you see a child with a talent or with a skill that you think is good, it's your responsibility as a parent to nurture that skill. So if you see a child that has leadership skills, you need to put them in leadership programs and stuff like that because that's their gift. That's their talent. It needs to be nurtured. So if you have a child that wants to be an entrepreneur, sit down, see what it is that that child wants to do. Help them flush out what it is that they want to do and then have the child to start doing the research on the market, seeing how you actually get started, what it is, see how much capital that they need. And trust me, the child that has an entrepreneur spirit, they're going to do this. Okay, this is what it Well, I don't figure out that I want to go and sell um, phones. So they're going to go research how to get the phone, where you can get the phone from um, and stuff like that. And how much does it take? And have them to research how much capital, how much money do they need to start their business. And then after they got all that together and they need to, um, they figure out how much money they need to start their business. You yourself say, I will invest half. A child still needs to work for it. Don't just be like, I'll put up all the money and you do it. No, they need to figure out how they can raise capital themselves and you can also invest. So if they need $500 to start their business, you invest the 250 and that is their responsibility to come up with the other 250. And that way it teaches them responsibility. It teaches them how to hustle for what they want. Now they have more buy-in because they didn't really work for this $250 to start their own business. And then you help them launch it. Like, but So all of that into one thing with the kid, always nurture it. Don't shut it down. No, don't. And two, and I'll add to this before we close out. So I grew up watching my parents be entrepreneurs. So I I have always had that spirit, but I didn't understand it as a kid because it was never nurtured. Right. Um, so as a preteen, watching them be able to like, I literally watched my parents go from not making a lot of money at all to making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So what I saw was that the characteristics in both my parents were different. So my dad was a risk taker. He was the one that was like, we're going to do it. My mom was cautious and very calculated with a lot of things. They both needed that. They needed each other in that to be able to allow their business to thrive. Now, what happened was they didn't stay together in that and they didn't kind of level each other out and utilizing each other in that aspect. So that, so there you saw it fall. But what happened was when I grew up, I always, I had a combination of both. So I was a risk taker in a way, but also very calculated, probably more calculated than I was a risk taker. Now I'm becoming more of a risk taker and seeing that if you don't jump, 
you're not going to see anything happen. Right. And so what I would recommend is give your child the ability to one, partially take risks, but also partially be calculated because in being an entrepreneur, you need both. You need to be able to know when to take a risk and when to be calculated. But also in the calculation part is like your back end stuff and your back end work and like knowing your finances, knowing your numbers, knowing those things. But you're taking risks is like putting yourself out there, marketing yourself, getting a sale, getting those things. So you need both of those to be able to to work as entrepreneur. And so I would say kind of with Danielle, see what that kid likes and explore that. Find things in the community that will help foster that that skill set in them. If they are calculated, they can be an entrepreneur still. Yeah. They can still do that because there are people that are accountants. There are people who are um strategists. There are people who are, you know, um, who are um bloggers or content creators who are very calculated in what they do and strategic and how they sell to people. But you can always, it, it, and also too, in which we talked about this, Danielle, entrepreneurs sometimes are not traditional. Mm-hmm. They may not do the most traditional thing. Right. I know for myself, eventually I want to work for myself. Like I want to be out of my job and work full time for myself. That's not the most, not that's not the most traditional thing, but I did go to college and I did get a master's degree. Now there have been times where I was like, did I really need all that? Did I really, really need all that to like do what I'm do what I want to do. But there's always a time and a place. So I would say just encourage your kid to make choices and God will always lead. Yeah. Everything we do, even me going to get my master's degree, helped me be able to get to a point where I could create, you know, a podcast and talk about mental health. But it also impacted the way that I now look at business as a point of like, okay, there's emotions when it comes to selling. There's how can I even be able to sell where I can impact somebody emotionally to want to buy? Like that's naturally how people sell. And so I think find what works for your kid and explore that but also don't shut it down if they mess up tell that like teach those skills of like you're gonna make mistakes even if you're not an entrepreneur or you have entrepreneurial spirit you even taking the step to want to monetize and do those things can even encourage your kids to like want to be a part of it right yeah um so i think that's it danielle Yes, ma'am. For so long. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. We will talk to you soon. If you have any questions, please, please, please definitely let us know. I will always uh, put Danielle's information below. Find her on Instagram, the Millennial Money Therapist, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, y'all. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? (laughs) 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.